0: I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. All kinds of interesting stuff has been happening during my self-quarantine here. and All this other good stuff. Got a phone call from a friend who has been following our podcast here. And uh, he, he kind of says that he puts it on as kind of like a bedtime story thing. So he sits down and then he goes to sleep during it. Well, I, I rightly don't know how to take that, but uh, I'll take anything I can get. Hey. If I can put you to sleep, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so anyway, got an email from uh, Bobby Miller in Macon, Georgia. He uh, asked what the most popular weapon, I thought, was around during the uh, Prohibition days. Well, there was a lot of them. Uh, 1911s, shotguns, all kinds of pistols, and so on. Uh, Even a baseball bat was very popular back then. And uh, so anyway, I says, uh, there is one gun that came to mind, and it was the Thompson submachine gun. Plus, I can't think of any particular gun that had so many names. It was also known as the uh, Tommy gun, the Annihilator, uh, Chicago Typewriter, the Trench Broom, Chicago Submachine Gun, the Chicago Piano, uh, the Chicago Style, Chicago Organ Grinder, the Drum Gun, the Chopper, and simply known as the Thompson. So I decided to look into it and was very surprised at what I found out. The Thompson submachine gun is an American submachine gun invented by John T. Thompson in 1918. And it became infamous during the Prohibition as a a signature weapon of various organized crime syndicates in the United States. And it was used by law enforcement and, of course, criminals. It was favored by soldiers, police, FBI, and, again, the criminals for its large 45 ACP cartridge and high volume of fully automatic fire. It has since become very popular with civilian collectors for its historical significance and uh, popular culture, especially in works about the uh, Prohibitionary and World War II, and is one of the best-known firearms in history. The fully auto Thompsons are no longer produced, but numerous semi-auto civilian versions being manufactured by auto ordnance. These maintain a similar appearance to the originals, but have been modified to comply with U.S. firearm laws. General John T. Thompson developed the Thompson submachine gun. He originally envisioned an automatic rifle, or semi-automatic rifle also, to replace the bolt-action rifles that were in use at that time, but then happened onto a patent issued to John Bell Blish in 1915 while searching for a way to allow his weapon to operate safely without the complex recoil or gas-operated reloading mechanism. Blish's design was based on the adhesion of inclined metal surfaces under pressure. So, Thompson got financial backing from Thomas F. Ryan and started Auto Ordnance Company in uh, 1916 for the purpose of developing his auto rifle. It was primarily developed in Cleveland, Ohio with the uh, principal designers Theodore H. Eckhoff, Oscar Payne and George Gall. By late 1917, the uh, limits of the Blish principle were discovered. Rather than working as a lock breech, it functioned as a friction-delayed blowback action. They found that the cartridge-only cartridge currently in service at that time was suitable for the job was the 45-ACP round. He then envisioned a one-man, handheld gun in forty five ACP as a trench broom for use in the ongoing trench warfare of World War I. Payne decided to uh, design the gun and its stick and drum magazines. The project then was called Annihilator I. <laughs> With most of the design issues resolved by 1918, uh... The war had ended two days before the prototypes could be shipped to Europe. So, at a meeting in 1919, there were discussions on marketing the Annihilator. That was now that the war was over, and uh, he officially renamed it the Thompson submachine gun. And the first weapon to be labeled and marketed as a submachine gun, by the way which was originally intended to be a weapon used as an automatic trench broom to sweep away enemy troops from the trenches, filling a role that the Browning Automatic Rifle had uh, proven ill-suited because of its size and weight. This comp- concept had already been developed by the Germans using their own Bergmann MP18, the world's first submachine gun, in concert with tactics. The Thompson first entered production as the uh, 1921 and was available to civilians. You could mail order one of these things and uh, (laughs) send it right to your door. Although poor sales resulted from the uh, expense of the weapon, the Thompson gun with only one 20-round stick magazine was priced at $200 in 1921. That is $2,867 in today's money. The M1921 Thompsons were sold in small quantities to uh, U.S. Postal Inspection Services to protect the mail from robberies, and they were sold to the U.S. Marines. Federal sales were followed by sales to several police departments in the U.S. and minor international sales to various armies and law enforcement, mainly in Central and South America. The major complaints against the Thompson were its weight inaccuracy at ranges over 50 yards and lack of penetrating power of the 45 ACP pistol cartridge. I personally believe that the gun was envisioned to be a close-in gun for trenches, buildings and so on, not for shooting distance, and I believe that's what rifles are for. Granted, 50 yards isn't that far, but it is for a 45 ACP cartridge. As for the weight, remember. These weapons were made of wood and steel, not like today's technology that have solved that problem with uh, different metal alloys, uh, plastics and wet polymers and stuff like that. So, The Thompson was achieved, uh, he had achieved most of its early fame in the hands of the Prohibition and Great Depression era gangsters. The lawmen who pursued them in uh, Hollywood films about their exploits and mostly Note, most notably in the St. Valentine's mas- uh, Day Massacre. The two Thompsons used in the massacre are still in the Berean County Sheriff's Department. The Thompson has been referred to as one of the, by one researcher as the gun that made the 20s roar. Yeah. In 1926, the Cutts Compensator, or muzzle brake, was offered as an option for the M1921, Tom, uh, the Thompsons with the compensator were cataloged as number 21AC. The original price was $200, with the plane M1921 designated the 21A at a reduced price of $175. In 1928, Federal Laboratories took over the distri- distribution of the weapon from the uh, Thompsons Auto Ordnance Corporation, and the cost at this time was two twenty five per weapon, that's thirty three fifty. Three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars in today's money. With five dollars per fifty round drum and three dollars per twenty one uh twenty round magazine. And that wasn't cheap. And uh I guess uh, <laughs> I guess the mobsters had that market cornered right back then. In 1938, the Thompson was adopted by the U.S. military, serving during World War II and beyond. There were two types of Thompsons, the M1928A1, which had provisions for a box and drum magazine, cooling fins on the barrel, and it employed a delayed blowback action, and the charging handle was on top of the receiver. The M1 and the M1A1 had a barrel without cooling fins, a simplified rear sight, provisioned for only a box magazine, and it employed a straight blowback action, and the charging handle was on the side of the receiver. Over 1.5 million Thompsons were produced during World War II. The U.S. and British military had numerous complaints concerning that 50-round drum magazine. It was about their weight, the rattling sound they made, plus they were being they were plus being very bulky, and so they shipped thousands of them back in exchange for box magazines. The drum was a pain in the ass to change, and created a lot of difficulty trying to clear jams, because it was so difficult to remove. Plus, loading the cartridges was quite an involved process. Now, the box magazines, on the other hand, were less bulky, lighter, tended not to rattle, easier to load and change. Now, however, the users users did complain of the limited capacity, and they just did what we would do. They taped two of them together, doubling the capacity, and eventually the mags were increased up to uh, 30 rounders. And the GI still taped two of them together, and the Thompson served extremely well throughout the war, all over the world. And even made some of them made it into the Vietnam conflict. Because their quality and craftsmanship, as uh, well as their gangster era in World War II connection, uh, Thompsons are highly sought after collector items. An original Colt Model 1921 with original components can easily fetch from $25,000 to $45,000. That's depending on condition and accessories. These guns were great, and are great. I would really like a chance to fire an original, But maybe one day. Hey, we'd love you to keep in touch with us. Send us an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke at yahoo.com, all lowercase. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you, so stay with us, y'all.